0: watch.
1: This is a weekly podcast update to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Corinne Jorgensen.
0: And I'm your other host, Alessandro Musso. We are a PhD students at the University of Geneva.
1: We study and love volcanoes, and we're here to give you all the hot volcano news.
0: First, a quick update on some of the week's volcanic activity, and then the focus of the week. <laughs>
1: June 7th at the time of recording, and this is your week's volcano news.
0: Let's start in the Americas as usual, with several Ash advisories from Semispaknoi, Nevado de Chile, Sabancaya, Popcat Petal, Sangay, Reventador. And as tradition, Corinne, guess who won the highest bloom contest this week?
1: Okay, I'm gonna take a chance, do something a little bit different
0: Reventador. Nope, no way. Savanca is still winning Classic. with 8.2 meter tall plume. Second place for Sange with 7.3 kilometers, followed by Fuego 4.9, and then Reventor. Sorry for him only 4.3 kilometers.
1: So not only did I not win, I also didn't even get second or third place. No. Wow, sorry for I you. Gotta do better next time. <laughs>
0: Okay, Sangai Volcano in Ecuador didn't manage to win the highest plume contest this week, but we want to report that it's pretty active. Uh, a large amount of ash was produced during the past day's eruption, reaching up to 7.3 kilometers a night. Moreover, an effusive activities continue flowing onto the southeastern slope.
1: The alert level remains orange at La Souffrie Saint-Vincent, and the volcano is still in an unrest state, producing steam, as well as there were some additional earthquakes this week. Um, of course, this area is being really well monitored, and so we're keeping our eyes peeled on it, of course, and we'll keep you updated if there's any changes.
0: It's time for Europe now, so uh, the eruption continues at Fagrad in Iceland without any significant changes, but what can be said is that in general, the fountaining activity is decreasing, lava fountain are becoming less frequent and less powerful, but diffusive activity continues at increasing effusion rate. New dams have been built with the aim of preventing the advancing of the lava flow on the Ring Road, and luckily this seems to work pretty perfectly.
1: Okay, we also have some news from Mama Etna. She's oh, been yeah. continuing with her Please paroxysmal me, activity about every two to three days. And the last fountaining occurred on June 4th, and today's the 7th. So here we are, hoping for the next paroxysm to occur. Cup of tea in hand. Hopefully, I'll be able to fall asleep with the, the views of Mama Etna on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: She didn't interrupt yet. A little bit sad. Maybe Ekman forgot our date.
1: Well, maybe she's taking some well-deserved time off. Or maybe she's busy planning her summer holidays. She is... We can go in vacation
0: as well. Maybe Hon Hetna while she's in vacation somewhere else. Yeah,
1: okay, this just sounds confusing. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Africa. So, so earthquakes and ground deformations are still continually decreasing at niragongo uh, the volcano in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, and so the hope is for from everyone that this uh, the volcano will continue this trend um, and that nothing nothing more will happen there. Um, but of course, the alert level has remained. high.
0: Of course we will keep your update on this situation.
1: So let's move on to Asia. So there's been several Ash advisories from Sumiru, Levotolo, Karinki, uh, in Indonesia, Swanojima, Sinabung, Ibeko, Ibu, Karaminsky, and uh, and actually Karaminsky is in Kamchatka, Russia. Um, and we're just deciding we're gonna divide things geographically, so we're gonna say that it's it's in Asia. Um, So, Alessandro, highest plume of the week, the Asian edition. Do you have a guesser?
0: I would say pretty sure about that uh, cinema.
1: No, no, no. It's Karaminski, uh, with a plume of 8.2 kilometers high, it, which is actually the exact same height as Sava Kajas was oh, this
0: wow, week. Wow, a worldwide competition.
1: I mean, we can, but I think if we have any competition, you will always want Mama Edna to be the winner because she is the winner in your heart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let's move on <laughs> the last
0: news of the week is from Sejima, where explosive activity continues with a series of strong volcanic explosions occurred in the past week with emission of dark plumes rising up to 2.1 kilometers of elevation and the ejection of bomb the local observatory warned that uh, the ballistics during these explosive events are able to affect an area of about 1 kilometer from Ontake Crater So, that's it for the quick update for today. Uh, We strongly recommend you to take a look at our main sources, volcanodiscovery.com
1: and the Smithsonian Institution's Global Volcanism Project. So, the focus of the last few weeks has been a little sad. Uh, So, this week we thought we'd bring you something a little bit more fun and joyful in the shape of a volcano myth, um, and this week we, we're going to talk about Katla. However, um, Scandinavian myths can also be a bit dark, so no promises on a fairy tale ending.
0: There are tons and tons of myths and legends out there surrounding volcanoes, and some of them make for fantastic stories, so we thought we'd share them with you.
1: We should say, though, before we, we get started, that we are not historians or classics majors, so we will probably get some details from. Um, but if you know anyone who is an expert in volcano myths, or you maybe are yourself, or um, doesn't have to be all volcanoes, maybe a particular volcano that, that you know a lot about or are indigenous to, then we'd love to, to have you on the pod and, and chat, chat about volcano myths and legends with you.
0: Yeah, definitely. You can get in touch with us if you want uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Our handle is at volcano
1: underscore watch. Okay, so this week's myth is about the volcano Katla, which is a volcano in southern Iceland, close to the city of Vik. It's a subglacial volcano, which means it's underneath ice, and in this case it means it's the Myrdalsjökull ice cap. And uh, this volcano has commonly has yokelups, which are Glacial floods um, that are triggered by geothermal heating um, uh, or from volcanic eruptions.
0: Chemically speaking, it can range from rhyolite to basalt, so most of the range of the CO2 content. Uh, its last major eruption with a VEI of four happened in 1918. Though there have been some smaller eruptions and several ejections over the years.
1: Okay, so without further ado. Alessandro, and listeners, here is the myth.
0: Okay, let's go for it.
1: There once was a monastery in the region of Erfiv, and the head monk there had a housekeeper named Katla. Now, Katla was a bad-tempered and intimidating woman who was rumored to be a witch. Everyone was scared of her, and they tried to stay pretty far away from her. It was said that she had a pair of magical pants, and whoever wore them could run as fast as the wind and never get tired. Now at the monastery there was a shepherd named Barthi and if sheep ever went missing he was the one that Katla would yell and get mad at. One day Katla had left the monastery for the day and demanded that the sheep be rounded up and left in the pen for milking for when she returned home in the evening. But when Barthi went up to round up the sheep he realized that some were missing. Now he was desperate but also clever so he decided to row Catla's pants which he did he put them on and then he ran as fast as the wind so he could collect the sheep and bring them home before she got back when Catla returned home that evening she discovered that he had borrowed her special pants and was so angry with him that she drowned him in a vat of way that they used to preserve food over the winter Alessandro, I told you that Scandinavian myths are, are a little dark no, it's super happy. <laughs> yeah. <good> <laughs> Anyways, when spring came along, Barthy's body was discovered, um, and instead of facing punishment, Katla put on her special pants and she ran into the mountains and hid in the the volcanic crater, which is Katla's crater. But soon after, the volcano erupted and a huge flood of water came rushing out and rushed towards the monastery. And this was a little bit larger than normal, and it was thought that it was so large because of the magical pants that were in the crater. And now it's said that every flood coming from this volcano is the work of this witch, Katla, uh, getting her revenge on the monastery. And this is why why the volcano is called Katla. So, that's the story. To be fair, though, I also read online that the volcano is called Katla after the word kettle, which is the word for kettle, um, which is due to the shape of the volcano. Okay.
0: There's a really amazing story, Corinne. anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, anyways, thanks so much to our sources, the Smithsonian Institution's Global Volcanism Project, as well as at bustravel.is and is, which is where I found the myth. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. Thanks for listening and follow us on social medias uh, at uh, Volcano underscore Watch on Twitter and Instagram.